to positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. Not God Bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating us citizens as less than human. God damn America. As long as she tries to act like she is God and she is supreme. Holy shit. Uh, welcome to God Damn America, the gothic socialist podcast the bane of reddit um greetings the motherfucking damned it's jake flores that's alex patak no mods no masters the and a special guest from uh what a time to be alive kath barbadoro welcome to the show hi how are you guys oh good I'm oh sweating. god how am i <laughs> it's pretty sweaty in here yeah it sucks yeah, it's um, all right. It's just summertime. Update about Jake's house. It sucks. <laughs> it fucking no sucks. No one bought the clown car. <laughs> the clown car is still here. Wait, yeah. it was for sale? How much I, were you asking for I it? do feel like we shouldn't talk about this anymore since we did oh, fill okay, around sorry. 40 <laughs> minutes of just for someone buy our clown car. Oh, I'm about to make a sale, dude. Kat's going to buy the clown car. It's pretty cool. I don't really have room for it. Kat, I think my roommates would be upset. not to buy this clown car. The defining feature of it is that it's small. That's, that's a good point. That's a very good point. You can fit a bunch of other stuff it inside took, of it, it more than it would fit in a regular space. It is. It's, a tard- it's like a TARDIS. Think of how long are. it took you to get here. And how really fast did. you could get home with so many of your friends. <laughs> Just the racing car, across Brooklyn. The clown car has a mirror on it that is as big as the car itself. Oh, that's for yeah. cocaine, baby. <laughs> honk, honk. <laughs> yeah. For crazy, yeah, it, twisted clowns. Come on. We should. Anders, our autistic yeah. clown. Him and his girlfriend can go cruising. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned this off mic, but I just want our fans to hold this to us. Next live show he's on, he has to wear clown makeup. Yes. Yeah. We have to make him a scary goth clown. It's really offensive that he hasn't worn clown makeup uh, at any performance that I have been aware of. And he calls himself a clown. he calls himself a clown. And he calls himself a clown. He has the gall (laughs) to tell the world he's a clown. (laughs) He's stealing their valor, you know? Well, I I love Anders, but uh, I'm glad he is in Europe right now because I got to do the Dem debate with you guys. Yeah, eat shit, Anders. That was fun as shit. <laughs> did you record that? We did. Did you put it out? We put out like the first part. The, the first fir- 20 with minutes. us yeah. realizing that uh, no one was there because <laughs> yeah. of the podcast and yeah. they were just there. We didn't put out the full three hours of <laughs> other people talking and then us being like, he looks like a boy. Yeah. <laughs> I figured. Slowly more and more drunk. <laughs> more and more drunk. At one point I dropped my phone off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> so drunk I got on hard seltzers. It was a good time. There's a big debate about when it was okay to pee because the show just kept going <laughs> and I was like I don't have to pee and then hour three I ate I had like eight white claws <laughs> yeah. look we work hard yeah we work hard for people yeah it's good to have you on the uh, regular show now I know uh, because I'm glad with- to be here thank you for having me welcome yeah, of course of course um we should get right into the uh, most pressing topic of the week. I know this is kind of uh, a downer, uh, and I don't want to get too serious, but I have 30 to 50 feral hogs that have been harassing me. Um, They've been harassing you? I don't know. What about your children? <laughs> They've been cyberbullying me? I just and... like uh, psychologically overlapped them with Reddit or something in my head. <laughs> Every three to five minutes, 30 to 50 wild hogs invade my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The timestamp on it is the most devastating part. Uh, that you could get that volume of hogs so right, fast. So quick. I heard a theory. It's like a tap opening. <laughs> that the guy who put out this tweet and then like made it go viral, you know, maybe more on purpose than we think, is uh, a white supremacist because 30 to 50 feral hogs. Yep. Three to five minutes, if you add all those numbers up, it equals 88, the oh, Hitler wow. thing. <laughs> he wow. has to c- be consistent with his white supremacist numerology, even when complaining about his feral hogs. <laughs> it's very important. It's, and it's like, yeah, what? Oh, what? So maybe he's trying to acquire some sort of firearm to use for something else, but via I would love Twitter. to see just like the head of the clan decode this in his <laughs> chapel he has. I did see. So 
somebody on Twitter, I didn't click it because you'll understand when I tell you what it was. But so there was some thread that was like, okay, y'all, buckle up. Here's my thread about the history of feral hogs. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, Squee- absolutely Ooh. not. No, I'm not buckling up. <laughs> I, will, I refuse to buckle up for <laughs> Getting this. Getting out of this vehicle. <laughs> it's unsafe at any speed. There's hogs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I feel like I, I was... This couldn't have happened at a worse time because uh, if they're like, I work, the, the podcast I do, What a Time to Be Alive, is like f- chock full of hog content. That yeah. is like any. It's all, a hog podcast. It, it is it's a, a hog, hog cast. cast. It is. Like, uh, WrestleSplania was also a hog cast when I did that, just a different kind of hog. But. Uh, <laughs> What is going to be alive? Is, is it just like a wide penis? Yeah, we yeah. talked ab- about dicks a, a lot. On Hello, <laughs> but young uh, listeners, beware! <laughs> <laughs> but like all we do, anytime an animal gets loose, like it is, it is on our show. Anytime there is anything relating to a pig or a hog of any kind, it is on our show. And it happened. Thirty to fifty wild hogs happened like twelve hours after we recorded this week's episode. So wow. you guys are getting a scoop. This is a uh, scoop. Congrats. <laughs> and yet I feel the same. Yeah. <laughs> You're empty inside. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we, we got to this topic definitely first, before the rest of the internet <laughs> yeah. completely beat scoop. it to death. <laughs> to the point where we're recording now, and I'm like, I don't think this is fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with this. There's this weird, like, vague ennui you get with when stuff goes viral like that, where you can feel it, like, uh, losing flavor like a stick of gum like, while yeah. it's happening, and you're just like, feral hogs, yes, feral hogs. <laughs> Feral hogs. Feral hogs. I hate feral hogs. (laughs) Shut the fuck up about the feral hogs. When am I going to make enough money to have my own feral hogs? (laughs) It's like you need more and more viral content. You need more and more hogs to get the same rush. (laughs) 60 to 80 next time. (laughs) Won't cut it anymore. It's got to be like Princess Mononoke in your backyard every day. I like the idea of the white supremacist thing being that like they're like... You know, they're somehow pleased about this. Like, I fucking nailed it. I subliminally got this number out there in a way that no one reading it understands. <laughs> clam, so- look at this. <laughs> Squee, you clam. <laughs> Which is, I guess it's funny because it's because they do that shit all the time. Like, all right, people do that weird like okay symbol. And I stuff. hate that they ruined the okay symbol. But it like- was a good symbol. I still use that emoji. Yeah, it's a good emoji. It, it reminds me of Italians. If it's yeah. <laughs> Oh, the, yeah, the pizza box They're, appropri- guy. they're okay appropriating my culture, to really. To have pizza. Oh. Oh, Papa, no. <laughs> <laughs> I also find the white supremacist number thing very confusing because I was born in 1988, mm. as were... Suspicious. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, as were, you know, like when I was in school, like everyone in my like year was born in 1988. So like everybody's AIM screen names and everything were... <laughs> they have 88 in them. It's okay. a bunch of like... <laughs> Yeah. The little X's and shit. Emo X's. Oh, and for sure, yeah. yeah. Like, all the, like, scene hardcore kids and stuff. And yeah. then just 88 at the end. Suspicious oh. shit. You guys are all going to get uh, deplatformed <laughs> off of AOL. Also, I'm <laughs> sure at some point, like, because when, when I was 14, that was, like, the height of AIM shit. Yeah. So, like, there are definitely people who had 1488 in their screen names. No <laughs> question. <laughs> Oh man, oh, it's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess. I guess the other, the other thing about it is that, like, if you're trying to disseminate this information into the world, why are you doing it like via clues? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Because Those it, wacky it Nazis. interrogates the, the white mind. <laughs> yeah, they can't help but solve a clue. <laughs> That's what Scooby Doo was about. <laughs> white people. See white people be like, but of mysteries. Naturally oh, yeah. inquisitive. They gotta white solve people. them. They can't leave well enough alone. Mm-mm. Always meddling. They always gotta invite their dog out. <laughs> that is act. White people love to meddle in other people's business and bring their dog places where it oh. shouldn't be. Who owns this house? <laughs> <laughs> Who owns this house? house i was driving by and it looks suspicious oh yeah i never thought about that they are like those people they're just trying to find a bar they can bring that fucking dog into the entire show making a big deal out of it with their fucking art van it's just like ugh. we're uh. having the big dog meet the smaller dog 
<laughs> yeah, and they've got like the smaller dog wants to fight all the other dogs. And I'm like, he's fine, he's fine, he's fine. <laughs> they've got Shaggy, who's a crusty, and Velma, who's like really uh, humorlessly political. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess Daphne and and Fred are just hipsters. Daphne's a thought. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it. You're not afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, feral hogs aside, I guess uh, we'll get into the main thing today. I um, lock those piggies up. <laughs> lock them up. <laughs> lock the pigs. I uh, I had a hot take on uh, a lot of what's going on in really? the world today. <laughs> That should be how we start every podcast. <laughs> really? <laughs> I I kind of think about this every time there's a mass shooting, and it uh, I think I'm right about it, but I'm open to argue about it. People do get super pissed off about it, but I thought, well, maybe, you know, rather than just kind of endlessly yelling at a Twitter, let's make a thing, right? Well, that's why we make this podcast. Uh, and Community so, building. <laughs> yeah. There's something so you can that yell happens. at your friends in person instead. I'm posing an argument here, I okay. guess. Okay, everyone which shut up. Is that <laughs> <laughs> whenever there's a mass shooting, right? Because of the specific dynamics of like Republicans and Democrats versus each other in this country, mm -hmm. um, there's this thing that happens where Republicans say this is entirely a mental health issue, um, and for that week they care about mental health, a thing that they never care about. No, outside right. of that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they they say that to distract from you know the gun issue. It's oh, it's not guns; it's mental health. When it's obviously like this big complex system of things, it's probably mentally unhealthy people that have access to guns. You know, you need to fix sure. both of those, right? Um, but it causes people, I think, who are like reacting to Republicans suddenly really liking the mental health industry to go fuck you these people you know did this of their own free will it's all these other things it's society it's toxic masculinity but it's not mental health mm -hmm. and that kind of bothers me because i think like you know por no los dos like por no los dos it's a lot of these things intersecting with each other right and also it's a really weird stance to be like a leftist or a liberal or whatever and be like um you know really really anti the mental health industry because yeah. that's our shit Right. We're like it's it's the one time where uh, leftists will discount these sort of institutional factors that put people in the positions that they are yeah. like where it's like, no, no, no. This person did this of their own free will, all of their volition. They completely made this choice independently of all contextual factors, which is like the opposite of everything that like leftist ideology teaches us. Right. It's right. Like, people don't make choices completely in a vacuum. It's a really like not it's not our shit. It's not a good left take. I think it's to not be a good look, chief. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, somebody sent me this meme about this that I thought was uh, well put. Um, I, sorry, I just said that sentence, but it's <laughs> well put. <laughs> but it's, it's, like, it's like an annoying looking guy on a laptop, and then it says, "Oh man, that meme has so many words on it." <laughs> yeah, wow. It's you a bad meme. <laughs> a zoomer sent me this. <laughs> a zoomer sent you this. Oh, yeah. shout out to My the zoomers. My grandson sent me a meme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it puts it pretty well. It says, "Look, my mental ill." It's a person going, "My mental illness that is specific to me has never made me violent. Therefore, mental illness has nothing to do with this." It's not like a huge mental illness epidemic and white supremacy can work in tandem to create these individual, uh, these horrible individuals. Nope. Everything has one cause and nothing is complex. It's obviously a sarcastic meme, right? Which you can tell if you can see it. <laughs> yeah, if you can see the guy. From the font and picture Scowling choice. with the... It still he still has like the stock photo watermark over him. Mm -hmm. This is a poorly constructed I'm meme. I'm sending it to my son right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think a uh, bad argument. Uh, you know, oh, fuck you. It's one thing. It's not the other, right? Yeah. It's obviously this big, huge fucking problem with, you know, alienation and, you know, just weird, shitty young men having nowhere to, like, put all this anxiety and stuff yeah. and then, like, getting sucked into whatever fucking thing and then going down weird rabbit holes and having undiagnosed mental sure. illness and all this stuff and yada, yada, yada. The fact it that everyone see feels completely alone and violent all the time <laughs> has nothing to do with our violent rampages that right. happen every week. Yeah. yeah, I think that, like, people get people get weird about that because, like, obviously... 
the like the most practical thing is access to guns. Like that is like the most sort sure. of concrete thing. It is a great thing. place to start. Yeah, I'll yeah, give yeah. you that. But like, yeah, I mean, like white supremacist ideology is completely is very attractive when you are alienated and angry all the time. Yeah, and those two and things have nowhere to put it. Those two things catalyze each other. Is what completely. I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah. And also, like, I think also talking about it in this way and assuming that if someone is addressing the mental illness thing oh they must be anti the gun thing well that's fucking reductive but it's also like um i don't know i don't invoke my uh half of a bachelor's degree very often (laughs) (laughs) but i did learn like a couple of things when i was studying psychology as a young man and one of them was to be skeptical and to understand that mental illness is like a soft science and it's not like really easily defined as fucking one thing so a lot of people seem to be under the impression that, like, you know... That's a wide umbrella. 90% it's of... It's a big tent. <laughs> it's a big party. It's the DSA of being <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> um, exactly. A lot of people seem to be, like, of the opinion that, like, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a bad thing to sort of paint, you know mentally ill people as being violent Mm. um but like some of them are everyone is mentally ill like everyone suffers from some degree of mental illness Mm -hmm. just most of it's like a small degree and then for a lot of people it's like a fucking hardcore thing so like the beastie boys speaking of 1988 had a license to ill (laughs) (laughs) well we're gonna get there do you like how my tone was like i was gonna say something informative but then it was bullshit yeah yeah good job um what was I going to say? Uh, fucking... I had a lateral point to make. Is it know. about the Beastie Boys? No, no, no. It is about, it's related to the topic, and it could be like its whole own episode, but I, it's just a take you see every time there's a mass shooting, which is every two days, um, where you know you have the same debate between Republicans and Democrats of, are we going to ban guns? Are we going to look into mental health for America? Are we going to look into general health for America? And then you have the most fringe uh, 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 lefty people online who are like, by the hardcore Dan says, by the way, why don't we give everyone an assault rifle right now? That will fix all of the problems. Yeah. And I understand from a, from a power perspective, the fact that uh, lower classes of society have no power and are kind of kept under a boot. But if you just gave communities in America like AK-47s, <laughs> it would be fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. No one's like in a community anymore it's just everyone has a gun now <laughs> yeah i kind of think that like guns is one of the the issues that like no one really has it completely right it it every time this happens just a, a million insane takes go off in every different direction from all sorts of people that i usually feel are pretty consistent but i think it's the same sort of problem as like with the mental health stuff is like cuz if if you're calling for gun control then it's like, well, you're like, you're you're not understanding the way that gun like gun rights operate in the United States, which are that only white people are legally allowed to have them, right. yeah, and yeah, if yeah. A, people of color have them, they get shot, like stuff like that. Like, there's all of these complicated things. There's also like people in rural areas that hunt, and also like it's very scary if the only people who have guns are people employed by the government and no one else can defend themselves. That's like the whole reason we had a revolution in the first place. My so erstwhile un- associate, Killer Mike, he often makes this point. Exactly. He often says, hello, uh, the first people they'll take the guns from are the black people and it's going to be some bullshit. I'm Killer Michael, hello. I agree, Killer Michael. <laughs> I have a few bars I'd like to share with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think people are very quick to accuse people who disagree with them of, of uh, not considering the, the whole picture when in reality it's very complicated and there's lots of issues and uh, I don't know personally I still think that like it would be okay for us to ha- uh, have it be way harder to get a gun <laughs> I, totally. I'm cool with that <laughs> it would it would be a great offer on the table to start the conversation if we reduce the availability of guns while getting rid of the guns the police have yes yeah, yeah. How about that great totally. how about that, how about that? <laughs> um, anyway yeah all of this like all I agree with all that stuff. Um, that being said, I think it's a bit of a Gordian knot. It's like, yeah. you can look at it from every different direction and go, F- I don't fucking know. And I'm not some guy with a podcast going to solve this, right? Well, uh, I think you can do it. But you, have I do- a, you have a clown car. <laughs> no, I think, I think what we've determined is that we all have exactly the right idea about what to do about guns. We're gonna I have fix a minor it. in game design, and <laughs> I've we would often <laughs> tackle problems like these. <laughs> I've been on the guns Wikipedia page all night, <laughs> and I think I figured it out. I learned that AR does not stand for automatic <laughs> rifle. Thank you very much. But it also doesn't stand for all right. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not. You know, you know what I like to imagine is uh, Tommy Loren going, these are actually AR rifles, and then someone going, A are they? Hey. Remember? Hey. Like hey. that movie, Rushmore? All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... I wanted to kind of re- like make this point and reiterate that like you know mental health is totally left issue. We're anti-capitalism, all this stuff. Um, it's a healthcare issue, That's and also whole thing. like the violence thing. When you go to the, I'm in therapy right now. The first thing they ask me is, uh, "Have you had violent thoughts?" <laughs> and I went, "No," and they were like cool and then the person threw a form in the trash that they would have otherwise had to probably fill out and then there's there's a system in place for this violence can be like the end of mental illness uh it's a thing that happens um but we'll get to that uh so what i wanted to do was go through the story of um paul revere this (laughs) he was fucking crazy and he needs to be stopped (laughs) he's a maniac riding riding through town on that horse terrorizing everyone i need to do one candle if they're by land and then two if it's by boats it's just a thing i need (laughs) paul get off the horse he had ocd (laughs) buffer candles um so I wanted to talk about uh, Reagan's sort of war on um, mental health services and institutions and things like that. Um, but before we even get to Reagan, we have to sort of start with like the system that he eventually dismantled. So in the 1950s, um, California led the country in moving patients from hospitals into like group homes, assisted living that sort of thing, halfway houses. There were like these. Uh, there was a, a movement like that was very, you know, uh, pro like uh, uh, secondary care after you get out of the hospital, right? Um, but in so I'm sorry, this is like as opposed to just keeping people in asylums for like their whole life. They were trying to move them into more like transitional stuff. Yeah, well, okay. as opposed to being discharged like kind of onto the street or Got into it. a okay. worse for-profit, uh, what's called board uh, board and care homes, which we'll get to in a little bit. That's how it was in the 50s. Yeah. Okay. And this is in California, right? And mm-hmm. So California is uh, also important to note that like this is where... Um, this is where Reagan and Nixon started their political careers, and this is also like amidst the uh, you know they came out of the tail end of like the McCarthy era and yeah. stuff, and so they uh, they both associated just psychiatry in general with communism. They just mm-hmm. straight nice. up didn't believe that it. it was fucking hocus pocus hookum, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's this sort of burgeoning like mental health industry, and uh, and there's a movement that sort of lasts through the seventies. Um, especially in the rest of the country. But in 1967, Reagan becomes governor, and uh, he pretty much just starts immediately putting a stop to all of the, uh, you know, the, the, the post-hospital care. Um, the Gipper's here, and he's going to shut down your, your breathing machine. <laughs> How's that sound? <laughs> it's not bad. Do it for the Gipper. Yeah. <laughs> um. This is referred to as deinstitutionalization. Wait, um, wait. Did you have, say something earlier that there's a stigmatization of uh, mentally unwell people being communists? Of um, psychiatry being. Of psychiatry being communist. The practice okay. of psychiatry, yes. right? So, so the, Talking the, about your feelings is a communist plot. The initiative here. Compromat. Yeah, I mean, it is. But uh, <laughs> uh, the, the initiative here is Reagan gets into office and is like, we're getting rid of all the communists <laughs> talking to people's feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Well, I think part of that is um, that it's like state-funded health care. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah, that's like a big. It's a it's a like centrally funded, planned uh, health program for people who are like too un- non functional to be able to treat themselves. Sure. Yeah, but it's both actually. So it's interesting because it's that, and then it's also as we'll get to a little bit into the story. Reagan also just like he a. It's kind of like I think he probably just circled this all in one big thought. Is uh, he doesn't believe in the institution of psychiatry. And he also, because he doesn't believe in it, just doesn't believe mental illness is a real thing. He's also a Republican, pull yourself up by your bootstraps guy. If you have a problem, talk to the chimp you own as a pet in several of your films. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the ultimate irony is that he's losing his mind during this. I know. His brain is melting while all this is going on. That is an Italian man doing a kiss of the fingers and making a symbol that means white power. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... 
when Reagan takes uh, office and becomes the governor of California, uh, the first thing he sort of does is abolish involuntary hospitalization. And that's like a really important part of the story is that suddenly you can no longer commit like someone else to a hospital who is out of their fucking mind mm. in order to help them. Right. And yeah. they won't commit themselves. Which as a comedian has happened to all of our friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they need it. <laughs> yeah. My, I, the, I like, I understand why some people are very skeptical to, of that. And also that like, there is a lot of, there's a history of a lot of exploitation in a lot of like mental health institutions in history that said, I know many people who have been committed, and all of them were like, I am so glad I had to be committed then. It's such a weird <laughs> dynamic of, like, first of all, I am never going back. Right. And second of all, thank God I went. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a friend who I can't believe is still alive due to the entire way he treats his body, but uh, one Christmas a few years ago was just live Facebooking his arrest at the hands <laughs> of the mental health police. He's like, they want my phone. I'll find whoever did this. I'll find it. Like in Facebook ad- uh, statuses, every five minute updates. Oh. <laughs> the mental health police? Yeah, the Who mental. Was... Well, it turned out his sister ratted him out and uh, sent goons to his house. Well, but... that's the other thing yeah. is like, it, it really depends. Like, the problem with like involuntary committal and stuff like that is like you can't call the cops on a mentally ill person because yeah. like that's how people get shot. Like right. that it's very it's very fraught. Like but the whole thing. You is- have those men with the big forearms and the white coats who show up and <laughs> trap you to a table. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they Mr. tie a belt Clean around your forehead. You away. <laughs> <laughs> they do be looking like Mr. Clean. That's a good point. Yeah, that's like, he sanitizes your bathroom. Yeah, yeah, it's a very clean table. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so there's something important in these two things happening at the same time. So Reagan is very into deinstitutionalization mm-hmm. and abolishing the ability to commit someone. This causes a huge purge of uh, mental, mentally ill patients from uh, psychiatric hospitals, and now no one can get them back in. Mm-hmm. So he creates this crazy fucking, like, like uh like purge situation yeah it's like the purge it's That's literally like the purge <laughs> <laughs> it's I, the entire time i was reading about this it's like i don't really know where to place it, it is like it's like one of those movies where uh, new york is just run amok with like zombies or something like that it's like an escape from new york style situation but for the state of california <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and so he did all this this is really interesting because this is all happening in san jose um it, or a lot of this is happening in california specifically in mm-hmm. san jose um before it happens nationally. So this is kind of like canary in the coal mine stuff, right? This, this is when he's how, governor and then he enacts the same policies once he's president, yeah. right? They're so, seeing how the purge goes first. Yeah, right, yeah, it's yeah. the first purge. The, the pilot. That, the one the that takes pilot. place on Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a purge on Staten Island wouldn't really work because everyone who lives on Staten Island is a cop. Right, well, you'd think so, but there's a whole movie about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The the first purge is actually really good. I've heard they're good. It does kind of factor in... I won't give away the first purge, but watch it. Don't give away the first purge. (laughs) Please don't. Um, But the criminals are the heroes, which is fucking tight. Um, Anyway, so in San Jose, there's a hospital called Agnew State Hospital, which is one of the first hospitals to purge a shit ton of people. They discharge... (laughs) I keep saying purge. You're like uh, Elizabeth Warren saying suck. Yeah, I can't stop saying it. (laughs) They purge! Um, It's like the movie The Purge. What if she just starts saying that during the debates? (laughs) Our healthcare is like The Purge! She just can't stop comparing everything (laughs) to The Purge. (laughs) That's like an onion headline or something. I have a plan for a purge! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Under my plan, all crime is legal, but only for one day. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's just like a bunch of people who work at BuzzFeed behind her being like, that's right. <laughs> yep, correct. <laughs> that's a good plan. <laughs> um, so Agnew State Hospital discharges 1,800 patients, um, and there's a college nearby. <laughs> and someone from the college uh, reported to a local paper. They quoted it as... Being a quote mass invasion of uh, mental patients. Okay, I, that, I couldn't read my own handwriting. This is almost the plot of all those '80s horror movies too, right? Well, it kind of is, and it's like it's contemporaneous. Those, it's like based that. on a real thing. <laughs> yeah, Halloween is based on a real thing. So they have this, uh, you know, this, this just 
immediate uh, homeless problem, and obviously this eventually leads to homelessness, um, but there's these things called uh, board and care centers that crop up, which are for-profit, mm. and they... Uh, <laughs> I just very gingerly stepped on Alex's foot. Yeah, like way <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> like stretching. three feet away. <laughs> sorry. And then I said sorry into the microphone, so I thought I should probably address it. Anyway. Oh, I thought you were saying sorry for going, hmm. I was like, you can say hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're for-profit health centers. Right, and so this is different from the state-run sort of uh, centers that we were talking about at the beginning of this, like the the uh, halfway houses and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and the way for-profit prisons are different. Right. So there's an incentivization that happens here, right? I think like probably a good comparison is like for-profit rehab centers. Yeah, exactly. So things happen in these nursing homes that are like, um, they're getting paid by the head of yeah. people that they have in them instead of people that they like fix and oh, put back into society. No. And uh, so there's all this corruption shit starts happening where like nursing homes starts, bi- they start bidding on the most easily managed patients. They just like raffle them off and shit. <laughs> oh man, everybody's going for those fucking comatose Alzheimer's old yeah. people. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah. so chill. That's just earn money sleeping. It's Got 75 for depression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get all the depressed ones. Sad, sad man over here. Sad man, $75. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's nursing homes that pay bounties of a hundred dollars uh, to psychiatrists for like just give me your easiest mental patient or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's also like crazy shit that starts ha- happening where like uh, because people are profiting off of uh, in a in a not very well incentivized way, just like having a place that that keeps mental patients there after they're discharged from the hospital. There's just like there's like a building that's just like a ten by ten foot room with like a bucket for people to shit in that they find where there's just like three mentally ill people living in it and it's there's like dogs chained up outside of it. All this crazy shit starts happening, right? It's yeah, it's like there's no when you deregulate all that stuff, like it starts the standard of care can be as varied as as possible. Like there's no standard of, of like protocol or anything. Yeah. And then like if you get some sort of partnership with, yeah, like a private medical practice or even like some kind of government contract to take these people off your hands, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. All right, everybody. This mental ward is sponsored by Bonsai Buddy. <laughs> everybody find a cell and dial up gorilla style. <laughs> it's funny because like Reagan era Republicans, especially specifically, always talk about people like gaming the welfare state and all this shit. But yeah. that's like this is kind of what's happening. It's the yeah. people, the bosses are gaming. You know, whatever money they can sort of. Can I do a brief plug? Do it. We did a uh, my uh, other podcast, Lie, Cheat, and Steal. We did a whole episode about the original welfare queen, like Ooh, the no. the original story that the queen Reagan like ran on, like of this woman, right. you know, fur coats. Uh-huh. Blah blah blah. Uh, it's a really interesting story. Very complicated. Also, she was white. Uh, twist. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, but anyway, she was just like a crazy con woman, and uh, we did a whole thing about it. Look at the lie, cheat, and steal Twitter feed. Anyway, that podcast rules. You guys should listen to it. Hey, so, so it's a similar situation to like the woman who had the McDonald's coffee burn, where it becomes a media outrage. Right, and then you're like, oh, actually, based on actually a very understandable and severe situation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, she became a meme. Back in the day. Make um, your coffee the right temperature. Come on, McDonald's. Come on. Do better. It's too hot. So, you burnt my pussy off. <laughs> That's what happened to her. Um, in Long Beach, in Long Island, um, something similar is happening. Those are, these are like the two big sites where it happens before it goes national. Mm-hmm. Um, in Long Beach, they said that the hotels and motels were just filled with mental patients that had been discharged. So, like... You go to a weird seaside hotel, and they're just like, Welcome to Hotel Insanity. (laughs) (laughs) You check in before we check you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, There's a church in Long Island that complained that uh, at, like... People just started showing up to the church because right. it's a place you can just public and you can mm-hmm. just walk in. So they just started having these crazy people that would just wander in. And uh, apparently. They're called Catholics, folks. Folks. <laughs> Clown Catholics. <car>. Um, <laughs> at Mass, someone was uh, found urinating on the floor and eating the altar flowers. Hell which yeah. Fucking rules. The That's one just thing in a sick, church you can't eat. That's just some sick performance art going on. <laughs> That's what that is. Yeah. If Jesus can be the bread, why can't he be the flowers? I'm sorry. Yeah. You're going to put rules on this now? <laughs> 
So something happened in Long Island that's interesting that's sort of uh, like a third factor in this whole thing. Yeah. Where does the bagel boss come in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's... He's perfectly sane, baby. He's the most logical person. He's too person. sane. He's the, the most... That's lock his him problem. Up. He's yeah. too sane. Yeah. He's the only one who knows these things about women. In a world <laughs> full of jokers. Um, so something happens, which is that the Long Beach City Council ordinance... Uh, or crea- Long Beach City Council creates an ordinance because this is happening, because there's just crazy people wandering the, this beach town, uh, wreaking havoc on everything and freaking everyone out. They... Um, they write this law to where, like, in to, to live in Long Beach, essentially, you have to take your medicine, mm. like, by <laughs> law, which is, like... That's wild. It's hard. I'm just, I don't know how it would be enforced, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, it's an insane law, right? So the Long Beach... Billy Joel comes to your head. Oh, I think on Long Island still. God damn it. <laughs> no, Long Beach is on Long Island. No, oh, okay. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was in California. Um, this, isn't this happening in California? I think there's... No, no, no. Sorry, there's two Long Beaches, I think. Yeah. Oh, so but this is, is in Long Island. This one is in New York. So Billy Joel does come this, to your house. Okay. This one is Billy in Long Joel Island. does come to your house. Yeah, Billy okay. Joel. Yes, uh-huh. Billy Joel does come to your house <laughs> <laughs> and make you take your medicine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the New York Civil Liberties uh, Liberties Union uh, declares this law unconstitutional. So that's where another like factor kind of comes into this that continues throughout all of these uh, these clashes is yeah. that a, a lot of like honestly right-wing people uh-huh. start inv- invoking like you know constitutional yep. rights and saying that you right. can't commit someone they have the right to shit in their fucking hand and run like around sovereign and, you know. citizen shit right yeah. they're an autonomous person you can't if they haven't committed a crime you can't like detain them you basically. can't yeah. commit the time yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i mean it's kind of blurry you know it's like a interesting argument but it's uh it's invoked in a lot of ways very cynically just just as a way to like keep um you know, just win whatever the fucking side of the argument you want to. Um, in California, eventually, the prison population starts to boom, right? And uh, obviously, this is because all these people became homeless. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's just illegal to be homeless. And you got crazy people running around. Eventually, um, you know, eventually, they're going to be arrested for something. Um, it said that um, 41% of patients during this time were reported to have been arrested. So, like, people that come back into the mental yeah. hospitals have been in jail obviously big fucking loop right uh, a california prison psychiatrist is quoted as saying i'm literally drowning in patients <laughs> like a millennial he's the first millennial humble brag uh, <laughs> um san jose prison creates the first mental illness unit um and then what year are we at do you know uh this is in like the 70s okay um, California was the 70s, and then everywhere else was the 80s, right? Yeah, because what happens is, so Jimmy Carter, uh, at the end of his presidency, when he thinks he's going to be reelected, he writes this bill. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I'll look it up in a second. It's but the it's, Purge. It's you know, it's a, it's a bill that essentially the, the concept of it is to uh, create a bunch of federal funding for these uh, you know actual mental health institutes. But he loses by a shit ton to Ronald Reagan in, in 1980. Like, right. the first thing Reagan does is start <laughs> waging a war on psychiatry. Um, and he deinstitutionalizes the entire country. All the worst presidents are so funny. It's really hard to take seriously. <laughs> Dude, they're all, they're all so fun. Like, just waging a war against mental institutions is like... It's a very, like, of course it was the president that was a fucking L.A. actor. None of those people believe in fucking psychiatry. <laughs> right. Well, it's a Scientology tenet, too. Yeah, I yeah, know. yeah. Was Reagan a Scientologist? No, but, like, I f- he, like, arose from right. the same cultural, like, milieu as Scientology. <clears throat> yeah, know? because L. Ron Hubbard was, like, around Hollywood at that time, um, hobnobbing with, like... Uh, all those fucking weirdo people that are all those connected, weirdos, yeah. like the rocket scientist guy and shit. Anyways, um, so in the 70s, suddenly there's like, there's a, an uptick at least of like public high profile murders. Um, and the thing that they ha- all have in common is that the person is always diagnosed with schizophrenia, right. but not institutionalized, right? So in 1970, John Frazier, responding to the voice of God, killed a prominent surgeon and his wife, two young sons, and a secretary. Frazier's mother and wife had sought uh, unsuc- unsuccessfully to have him hospitalized. 
1972, Herbert Mullen, responding to auditory hallucinations, killed 13 people over three months. He had been hospitalized three times, but released without further treatment. In 1973, Charles Soper killed his wife, three children, and himself two weeks after having been discharged from a state hospital. Um, this one's interesting. 1973 serial killer Edmund Kemper killed his mother and her friend and was charged with killing six others. Uh, but eight years earlier, he had killed his grandparents and uh, just been released when he turned 21. Um, it's crazy to imagine getting away with that many murders now <laughs> when we live in the surveillance state, you know? Like, one of those happened over three months. Yeah, well, I mean... get you walking out the door. <laughs> I don't, like, this is just fucking spitballing but like maybe that's why there's so many mass shootings right now and not you know old school serial killers running around uh. yeah or um like extended spree killers like that doesn't really happen i just watched the um the assassination of gianni versace the american crime story thing which cool. is about uh it's about this guy andrew cunanan who killed uh versace but before he killed versace he killed like five or six people and was a fugitive and was like going across the country killing people and like i feel like now that's a lot harder to do because of like gps in your phone and like shit like that you know yeah they can tell from the last time you played candy crush how many people you will kill tomorrow <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> millennials man they don't even know you know <laughs> why why do serial killers look like this so and not this to, it's a it's picture so of marilyn monroe kill these days these kids <laughs> just, just don't get can. it goddamn youths um <clears throat> <clears throat> so Edmund Kemper is like a like a well-known serial killer. There's a really good classic last podcast on the left episode about him. He was also in uh he was the best part of that Mindhunter show. Right, he was on Mindhunter. Yeah. yeah. He also uh he eventually ended up in prison, in state prison in California and um he apparently became like a model like prisoner while he was in there and he, he became uh, a model yeah very yeah. weird model. He was really they won't weird arrest you too. if you're hot yeah <laughs> well he had a big <laughs> old ass one way out yeah he was he thick, thick as ass. Fuck. Yeah. he was like a big huge lumbering yeah, he'd smother dude, men and women with his ass <laughs> so uh you can like you know get a weird job when you're in prison yeah and uh he what he did is he'd read audiobooks mm -hmm. and um i found one mm -hmm. there's a weird. there's a a of like an audiobook for one of the novelizations of like the Star Wars anthology <laughs> that is read by Ed Kemper. <laughs> Interesting. It's so weird. Wow. I feel like if that's the crossover of your interests, you should perhaps uh, be on a list or something. I would love Star to hear Wars and murder. <laughs> Ed Kemper. Oh, just seems like a weird, like a weird combo. I don't know. Yeah. There's an appeal to hearing someone with a violent history. Like carefully describe what a Wookiee looks like, <laughs> <laughs> like a dog but far larger and with male-like lips. <laughs> um, there's another one. In 1977, Edward Alloway, believing that people were trying to hurt him, killed seven people at Cal State Fullerton. Five years earlier, he had been hospitalized for paranoid schizophrenia, but released without further treatment. So. There's all these fucking schizophrenics running around who, because of this thing that Reagan did, are not in a fucking hospital mm -hmm. um, because they were deinstitutionalized and it was made illegal to because they were secret communists. I mean, it's even more than like yes, there are a bunch of these serial killers, but it's like it's way more common that all of these people just <clears throat> couldn't take care of themselves and ended up in jail because it's criminalized to be homeless. Like that's yeah, that's like you know point zero 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 five percent of these people are a date like are a danger to other people like it is rare it is a thing and yeah. like it's not offensive to say that mental illness can make you behave violently or just or a danger to yourself or others but like even more than that it's just that these people cannot function and if you can't function you end up going to jail because we have no because reagan fucking cut all the systems that helped people who can't function yeah both of these things are really bad side effects of yeah what could be fixed by just fucking you know re resetting up the, the fucking health, mental having health a chill house somewhere <laughs> pretty much you know not to spoil the story too but if you've ever been to southern california they never fix this yeah well yeah. i mean that like where i grew up i grew up in Concord, new hampshire where the state mental hospital uh is the new hampshire state mental hospitals in my hometown we know it we and love it. We, we know it we love it you've been there not yeah, to the I have. mental hospital it. but i pointed at the outside and i said that looks like a good one <laughs> it was right across the street from my high school actually um 
But like they, when all this was happening, they drastically reduced the amount of inpatient care they had. Um, they have this huge campus and like the majority of it is now just like office buildings and stuff because they don't keep patients there even still. But in the eighties it was even worse. And that's like when my parents moved there and when, when I was growing up and stuff and, um, my town that I grew up in was maybe 35,000 people. It's pretty small. And the amount of um, homeless people and like visibly mentally ill people who were just around all the time when I was growing up was like crazy disproportionate to the amount of people that live in the town. And uh, there was actually a really good documentary um, that came out pretty recently called God Knows Where I Am, which is the story of this woman who was, she was committed to the state hospital and then... Um, she sort of demonstrated that she was competent enough to be in charge of her own care, but she really wasn't. Like she, she sort of managed to. to <laughs> nice. Yeah, like I love when crazy people are able to like feign sanity somehow. I immediately yeah. relate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like she, she was basically like try, like she was committed by her family and then demonstrated that she should be let out under her own volition. Look, and I'm mailing a letter. <laughs> let me outside. She like basically the way they describe it in this documentary is like the, her relatives are like if they had talked to her for five more minutes they would have been like oh this bitch is fucking <laughs> oh, crazy like yeah. it's you know what I think. I, I get I I think I know why it makes me laugh so much because it reminds me of when you're too high. Yeah, yes. that is what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Yeah. And like you're like trying to buy something at a bodega you and you're like prove you're cool. Just get through this one interaction. Uh-huh. And, and I know a, how money works. Still, <laughs> could I have a hamburger? <laughs> and it's the same thing where it's like even when they're in the mental mental hospital, like you can't force somebody to take medication if they're if they're not sort of criminally ordered to be there. Yeah, like they get to make those decisions unless there's. Um, um, you know, they have like a an executor of care or something like that. But so this woman basically proved that she didn't need that. And then they just let her out. And she ended up squatting in this abandoned house for a couple months until she starved to death. Like she died oh. because she was crazy and she had delusions and she thought like this guy who she'd sort of imagined this relationship with was coming to get her oh no yeah and she and she died this would have a happier ending (laughs) sorry (laughs) and now she's the mayor (laughs) no that woman is elizabeth warren (laughs) if if this stuff is like interesting to you she the inventor of the purge yeah (laughs) she invented the purge and became the president Uh, if the, if these sort of issues are interesting to you, because they are really complicated, like there isn't really a great answer for it. But uh, yeah, it's it's a documentary called God Knows Where I Am. It's on it's streaming on Netflix, and uh, I drive by the house where it happened every time I go home, and it creeps me out. Whoa. Yeah. Anyway, Damn. sorry for that long aside. No, no, no. I'm glad. Po- I have like funny, crazy person stories from childhood too, but I'll let you get through this before I get into them. <laughs> That's the thing is like I was like <sighs> I was reading all this and I was like, man, uh, what do we do here? Comedy podcast, but we got to take this shit seriously. Uh, yeah, we already got blown up for Dusty, a fake homeless person. <laughs> so yeah, somebody got, his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, someone's gonna get mad at us all the time. But um, comedy podcast, I love uh, everyone. Okay, but. It's crazy people are funny. There's going to be something in here that's going to be like really fucked up. They're and funny, funny and we love them. <laughs> we love them and we want them to get the treatment that they need. This yes. is a story from history about Reagan just like unleashing homeless people like zombies, like up from the earth on America. People who don't know where they are just being <laughs> thrown out because it, yeah. the president has a hole in his brain. He's like it's a necromancer. Like, that's a, but it's like, it's not that homeless people are like zombies, it's that. Mentally ill people without care will eventually get put in prison because our fucking society is not set up to help anybody. I have so a it's hard just time them not being in prison not normally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so something funny that happened is um, the California Department of Mental Health has this deputy director. And in 1973, as like in California, this is becoming sort of a public story. Where are all these homeless people coming from? Why is there this crime boom? Why are so many people in prison? Um, he gives what it is described as um, among the all-time least successful attempts by a public official to reassure the public. Um, <laughs> <here's> <laughs> That's a long record, too. <laughs> uh, here's the quote. It has exposed us, us, uh, us as a society to some dangerous people. Um, no need to argue about that. 
People. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we are letting murderers out of the mental institutions. That is not up for debate. However, <laughs> they're too confused to know not to do it again. So don't worry. <laughs> There's no need to argue about that. We're all on the same page here. People whom we have released have gone out and killed other people, maimed other people, destroyed property. They have done many things of an evil nature without their ability to stop many of them. Uh, without their ability to stop, and many of them have immediately therefore or thereafter killed themselves. <laughs> that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> Despite being unwell, many are literate and have in fact signed the devil's books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds bad. But let's qualify it. The odds are still in society's favor, even if it doesn't make patients innocent or the guy who is hurt or killed feel any better. <laughs> and then he just gives up and he leaves. This just sounds like, like one of those long, meandering speeches at the end of an Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode where they try to extrapolate a lesson right. from whatever bullshit happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Um, so, yeah, as we discussed, in, the 19, in 1980, Reagan wins. Uh, he immediately dismantles all of Carter's shit. And the problem goes national, right? So, uh, blah, 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 let's see. 40,000 beds in state mental hospitals are shut down over the course of the 80s. Um, The National Institute of Mental Mental Health uh, has some statistics, but they don't seem to even know how many people are in any of these categories. According to them, around 120,000 people are hospitalized. Uh, 381,000 mentally ill people are in nursing homes. An estimate of somewhere between 175,000 and 300,000 people are in those board-to-board care, uh, board-to-board care homes we talked about earlier, and um, 125,000 to 300,000 people are homeless. But they also just sort of qualify this by going, but we have no fucking idea. They've just lost track of all these people because yeah. they've been expunged from the system. Well, that's like, I mean, in that in that documentary, God Knows Where I Am, they talk about that, just like how easy it is for them to just sort of lose track of people once they once they are let out, you know? Like, it, it's... It, Reagan had a system where he would send the Top Gun pilots out to fly over America and do a hand count. Yes, do and a that's census. how they got a lot of these numbers <laughs> until they lost Goose. <laughs> it really was a blow to the whole program when they lost Goose. <laughs> so, the problem, uh, obviously... ironically had schizophrenia. <laughs> <laughs> The problem hits New York City, like, really hard, right? Um, I don't know, maybe the uh, fucking craziest people go to New York to be the craziest, the best of the craziest people or something. That's right, baby! <laughs> you can be crazy here, you can be crazy anywhere. Um, <clears throat> one such story is of uh, a secretary named Joyce Brown who had a, uh, a job on... Uh, uh, what part of Manhattan is this? It's around East 65th and 2nd Avenue. Um, she'd worked there for 10 years. The Upper East Side? I think so, That's yeah. That's what I would call that. And Warren Country. Yeah. Warren she, Country, yeah. Um, she had uh, become mentally ill, was hospitalized, and discharged. Uh, while living on the street, Brown was observed urinating on the sidewalk, defecating in the gutter, tearing up money that was given to her. So if you gave her money, she would just sort of like grin at you Hell and then yeah. tear it up. This lady <laughs> That's actually loves the purge. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. She, she does not have a Patreon. You cannot support her. She lived on top of a steam grate. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> And eventually, Mayor Ed Koch ordered her to be involuntarily hospitalized, well aware that the Civil Liberties Union's lawyers would contest the case. Ooh. <laughs> How am I doing? Koch's statement reflected the sentiments of many. He said, if the crazies want to sue me, they have every right to sue. Yikes. And by crazies, I'm talking about those who say, no, you have no right to intervene to help. See what wow. he did there? Whoa. Makes you think. He's really holding a mirror up to society. <laughs> and that's why <laughs> he Koch. has a bridge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, um, and that's why I live on that bridge. <laughs> so uh, the civil liberty lawyers prevailed and it's of a civil right to be both psychotic and homeless, thus added another legal wrinkle to the ongoing homeless debate. So that civil liberties thing came back into it in like, yeah. the national scale or whatever, where like he tried to help that woman and they just said it's fucking illegal to throw her in jail. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's... It's very complicated. <coughs> Goddamn Gipper made houses illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do now. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so shit starts going crazy all over the country. There's this TV station in San Francisco that uh, releases like a, a 
you know, a series, like a mini series on the problem. They release they put these ads all over town that say, You are now walking through America's newest mental institution. They're just like in the town. Yeah. Whoa. Also <laughs> holding a mirror up to society. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of mirrors here. This is how the insane clown posse started. <laughs> <laughs> in 1984, there's this guy named George Wooten who's <laughs> Denver's first person to be booked in jail a hundred times. Centennial man. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Congrats to him. Probably got so high off that leafy green. (laughs) (laughs) And so there's this problem in jails, and, um, you know, there's this very obvious thing that's happening that we talked about, which is they're just being funneled into jails. And um, there are people in jails that are being reported of, like, uh, you know, drowning themselves in toilets and shit. Yeah, yeah. There's one guy they found just covered in feces who tried to flush himself down the toilet. I'm going to go ahead and guess that there are probably more than one person they found covered in feces during all of this. I'm going to go out on a limb. Um, Plumbers hate him. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's a lot of of crazy shit. Um, Oh, wait. Let me pause real quick. I got to look up this list. So, fucking insanity breaks out all over the country. Here's a list of a bunch of shit that happened. In 1985, Sylvia Segrist, diagnosed with schizophrenia and with 12 past hospitalizations, killed uh, three and wounded seven in, Pennsylvania, in a Pennsylvania shopping mall. Brian Stanley, diagnosed with schizophrenia and with seven past hospitalizations, killed a priest and two others in a Wisconsin Catholic church. Lois Lang, diagnosed with schizophrenia and uh, discharged from a mental hospital three months earlier, killed the chairman of a foreign exchange firm and his receptionist in New York. They're going to start getting weirder. Cut this out, but uh, Lois Lang is Chinese (laughs) Superman's girlfriend. Don't make me fucking edit shit. You said it. It's on the podcast. It's too good. Then why'd you say it on the podcast? I had to tell my friends. God damn it. I'm not taking it out. No! You're fucking canceled. Uh, 1986, Juan Gonzalez, diagnosed with schizophrenia and psycho- as, uh, psychiatrically evaluated four days earlier, killed two and injured nine others with a sword on the Staten Island Ferry. Yeah! Oh. Yeah, dude. You he can, went for it. <laughs> you can drink on the ferry. Yeah. You can do other stuff, You can bring apparently. a sword on the ferry. That's what I learned today. Yeah. In 1986, man. Uh, 1987, David Hassan, discharged two days earlier from a mental hospital, killed four people by running them over with his car. 1988, Lori Dan, who is known to both the police and the FBI because of her threatening and psychotic behavior, killed a boy and injured five of his classmates in an Illinois elementary school. Dorothy Montalvo, diagnosed with schizophrenia, was accused of murdering at least seven elderly individuals and burying them in her backyard in California. I don't know why I'm waiting like there's going to be a good one. Yeah. (laughs) How many of these are you going to do? What's going to break the rule here? Yeah. One of them is going to become the mayor. (laughs) There's one good one. It's the next one, and it's the last one. Actually, this is like a paragraph. There's a few of them in here. Aaron Lind, known to be mentally ill and threatening, killed the Dane County coroner in Madison, Wisconsin. That's pretty cool. He killed a coroner. Who's going to autopsy the coroner? Yeah. (laughs) Think think. about that. Okay. Uh... Blah, 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 blah. This was one of six incidents in that county during 1988 involving mentally ill individuals that resulted in four homicides, three suicides, seven victims wounded by gunshots, and one victim mauled by a polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> what? A mentally ill man climbed into the pen at the local zoo. Oh, no. <laughs> and the polar bear had schizophrenia. <laughs> yeah. Schizophrenic polar bear. So those are just some examples of the, like shit that happened in that span of the years in the uh, in the early Reagan era, right? Um, there's a few other high-profile shootings that happened. Um, like, uh, a politician named Howard Low- uh, Lowenstein was killed by a guy named Dennis Sweeney. Dennis Sweeney had schizophrenia and believed that Lowenstein, a former friend of his, had put a transmitter in his teeth that was talking to him. Damn, not cool. <laughs> Bad friends. Fake friends. Fake friends. Can't <laughs> trust him. Um, John Lennon is shot by Mark David Chapman, a guy who's really fucking crazy. Um, there's also a last podcast on him. You'd have to be crazy not to love the Beatles, folks. Am I right? <laughs> Great music. One of the Institutionalize of the them. And then finally... Uh, two months into Reagan's presidency, he was shot by a guy named John Hinckley, who was diagnosed as schizophrenic. So, pretty cool. The ironic <laughs> thing here is that Reagan didn't believe in schizophrenia. Right. Mm. So this guy tried to kill him because he was schizophrenic. Uh, the guy was hospitalized, mm-hmm. and two years later, Reagan tried to contact him. Mm-hmm. He wanted to go to, to the amends. hospital. 
he wanted to go like apologize to the guy and make good with him and the wait do- apologize and be like i'm sorry schizophrenia is real i don't know he wanted to do some christian shit with him where he was oh, like okay. for- i think he wanted to forgive him I that's what, it what was. if he was like i'm not me. sorry motherfucker <laughs> if you were one of the boys on my football team in that one movie i did i would have taught you better than this <laughs> <laughs> so Reagan- he's not at the hospital yet he's just talking to his car because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's crazy too he doesn't right. fucking believe in mental and illness he's the president <laughs> so reagan was shot by this guy who had schizophrenia and they hospitalized him and then two years later he called the hospital and said he wanted to come to the hospital and forgive him mm-hmm. and the doctor on the phone had to like talk the president out of this <laughs> he's like this man is mentally ill and he still wants to kill you yeah <laughs> he was, he's not gonna hear your apology man yeah you so put funny. a radio in his teeth you probably don't remember <laughs> <laughs> And he like had an argument with the doctor. He was like, "No, that's not real." He was just having a bad day or something. He loved communism too much, but he's better now. <laughs> um. Anyways, ironically, Reagan went fucking crazy and probably had no idea that he destroyed the entire country. Truly, we are all stars now in the dope show. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, that's the end of the story. Um, Reagan destroyed the mental health industry. Republicans don't actually like mental health shit. They don't like. They don't Medicare. give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. The only they- thing they legitimately like is the purge, and they wish it was <laughs> real. Yeah. And every chance they get, they try to make it happen. They just all that's all. It's all just leading to the purge. But yeah, it's uh, it really is like I saw such a, I saw firsthand the the dramatic effects that this deinstitutionalization had on my town. Like yeah. it really was a, a huge thing and like and granted like i said like yes the vast majority of mentally ill people like mentally ill people people always bring this up and it's true that um mentally ill people are much more likely to be um victims of a violent crime or abused than to abuse or commit violence that doesn't mean that there are not violent mentally ill people that desperately need treatment but like the way that i saw this happen in my hometown was just that like there were all of these People, street people who lived on the street because they couldn't hold down a job and they couldn't do anything and like in all in a lot of cases like couldn't afford medication but in others had some kind of delusion that prevented them from taking it consistently which is like very common that's why they need billy joel that's why they need billy joel to come the piano man and he just know- crashes his car into your house and he's like take your medicine <laughs> <laughs> but this- like oh. mo- most of them were were um you know, they'd be like down hanging out downtown and everybody kind of knew them. And like when I was in high school, my friends, like everybody worked at like the retail stores downtown. That was like people's high school jobs. And so there would be like the known like crazy people from who were like ejected from the mental hospital yeah. who would come in. And like a lot of times I, I, most of my friends have cleaned up human shit. I've cleaned up human shit <laughs> from like people shitting in an aisle at CVS on main street in Concord, New Hampshire, like sure. very common. Um, but my favorite guy was uh, this guy who used to come into the bagel place where my friends worked. Uh, the bagel boss. The bagel boss. He's the bagel the boss. Bagel. Yes. <laughs> he's my uh, friend. <laughs> he's my good friend. He thought he owned the place. <laughs> so this guy would come in and everybody called him Blind Deaf Jim. And uh, cool. he, would, he would come in and he would alternate. Sometimes he would say, I'm sorry, uh, can you count this change into my hand? I'm blind. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He was clearly not blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> clearly not blind. <laughs> and then occasionally he would come in. You there in the hat. I'm blind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then occasionally he would come in and be deaf. Uh-huh. He would come in and be deaf. And would he do the offensive voice? Because you can get canceled for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I think I think he would say that he was like partially deaf right. or something. Like he'd be like, "Can you speak up?" And he was unwell. He wasn't Nick Mullen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I just remember the iconic blind Jeff Jim story is that one time he came into the bagel place and my friend Chris was working and. Uh, Chris Chris t- was talking to my other friend and he went, "Hey, it's Blind Deaf Jim." And Blind Deaf Jim went, "I heard that." <laughs> <laughs> he's in on it. I yeah. hope he's listening now. He's he's, he's listening. great. <laughs> he's bl- hey, it's Blind Deaf Jim. He's got headphones in and he's listening to a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's really lost it cuz he comments on our SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> he's really unhinged. Hold on. Mandatory uh communist propaganda point. Uh the reason that we don't care for any of these mentally unwell people is because capitalism has no way to extract value from their labor and so they're worse than useless to us and we throw them on the street and wait for them to die. 
correct. Yeah. That is fu- correct, my Like friend. and subscribe. What's funny about that is that capitalism has tried uh, in uh, Austin during South by Southwest a few years ago. And honestly, like every few years they try this, there was like a thing where they were going to put like charging stations on homeless people. They or did something. it. What? They put, they put, oh, wait, um, I remember this. Yeah. They had them wear like Wi-Fi routers yeah. and you could like tip them or whatever, God. but they were just hired my lady. to stand there. And like, again, Jake and I are from Austin. Like Austin has a huge homelessness problem. Partially yeah. because of this, like, that <laughs> Because healthcare. of the Wi-Fi industry. <laughs> because everyone has that fake disease where they're electrically, electromagnetically sensitive, and it's yeah, making yeah, them yeah. go insane because of all the Wi-Fi. <laughs> all the Jill Stein crystals out there. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, There's healthcare radio in Texas every one is so bad, teeth. and, like, it's all these crazy people downtown. But, yeah, that's, they've tried. And the other way they try to extract value is to put them in private uh, mental health institutions and get government contracts and get paid per head. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a damn shame. I'm here to say, not cool. <laughs> that ain't it, Chief. It's not it. Not, Chief? Not yeet, not on fleek. Uh, 30 to 40 homeless hogs. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> I mean, they are. <laughs> the yeah. hogs are homeless. They're feral. Yeah. And that really ties the whole thing together, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. There are 30 to 40 million when you- feral humans <laughs> on my yard, which is America, America. our yard. <laughs> Within... 200 to 250 years. <laughs> Put the hogs in a home. <laughs> home the hogs. You know how we solve hog homelessness? We give them homes. Yes. Yeah. A, ho- just, a home for every hog. Not just the teacup pigs, but even the full daddy swines. <laughs> they're still cuddly, they're still thick, and they got human-like appendages. All right, well, yeah. <laughs> that's about all I can stand to podcast this week. Anybody want to plug anything? Um, when is this coming out? Soon, probably. Probably like tomorrow. Um, I don't know why I asked. I don't know what I have to plug. Check my Twitter, Kath Barbadoro. Uh, Listen to all Kath's fucking podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So, podcast. Um, I have, if you like pro wrestling, I don't do it anymore, but uh, I have a wonderful back catalog of WrestleSplania. If you like pro wrestling, that's You're my pro wrestling podcast. You're plugging a back catalog right it's, now. <laughs> it's, I'm starting with that. And uh, then I have uh, What a Time to Be Alive, which is uh, all about hogs, and Lie, Cheat, and Steal, which is about fraud and stuff. So check those out. Yep. Uh, bad news, it's a comedy show on Sundays in Brooklyn, New York, 7 p.m. Cherry Tree Bar and Grill. No, no grill, just bar. Come, <laughs> come do it. It's good. Um, what the fuck do I have right now? Uh, oh, I'm going on tour with Sarah June. We're going hey, from. Hey, I love her. Hey. Hey. Hey, Sarah. Sarah June. Symbol of white supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> no one saw you do the hand gesture. Yeah, I know. So it just sounded like you said, Sarah June, symbol, symbol of, of white, white supremacy. supremacy. <laughs> well, hopefully they heard the first 50 minutes of the podcast. Our, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> our Iranian friend, Sarah June, is a symbol of white supremacy. Born in 1988. <laughs> yeah. I don't know when she was born. She's, um, she's younger than me, but she's still a symbol of white supremacy. <laughs> We're going on t- Me and a symbol of white supremacy are going on tour from Mexico up to Seattle. And then I'm going with Mishka Shubali back down to Texas. This and colonizing the coasts. I uh, I don't think I have anything big to plug other than that. Um, but I'll, if I do, it'll be on Twitter. Um, Patreon. Sign up for our Patreon. Give us money because we're dying. Um, <laughs> we're gonna die in the purge. Please, there are so many feral hogs. <laughs> we need feral hog repellent. Please. They all nest in Jake's home. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. It's finished. <laughs>